0: Hey, what's up, everybody? On this episode of Wallet Watch, I had the privilege of sitting down and talking all things real estate and life with the man, myth, legend, one of the biggest names in the game, Rogers Healy. He shared with me his secrets on his road to success, how to fundamentally build a brand, and how to truly create a dream team. Stick around, this one's a banger. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wallet Watch. I am your host, Brian McCauley. This is my awesome friend, Rogers Healy. Today, we're gonna to be talking about my favorite topic, real estate, and who better to discuss it with than one of the biggest names in the game, uh, a leader in the industry, and my personal friend, Mr. Rogers Healy. Welcome to the show, my dude.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Appreciate it, man. How are you? Great. How are you? Good, dude. Good. Um, it's been an interesting year in this business. I don't
1: know if you caught that, but I was trying to be like Alec Baldwin on the Saturday Night Live. Ah, uh, sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Yes. It's a good pickup. Thank you.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Um, crazy year, crazy year uh, to say the least. Um, it's it's something that you have gone through in your career. Uh, I want to talk about that. You've got a really good catchphrase that I like, which is selling without selling out, uh, which is how you've maintained and grown and made it through all this. So talk to the audience, talk to me a little bit about selling without selling out. What does that mean to you and how does that work?
1: Yeah. Uh, and and thank you for all you said. And a lot of our success is in large part uh, because of our partnership. And so, you know, as a business owner, as a real estate broker, you have options of who to Partner with, and I want to make sure that I give a strong, uh, authentic endorsement for you. We met about eight, nine years ago, and it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. And you've been a great partner. But to your question, I think that you know success, uh, especially in something like real estate. I think that in life, everyone has different gifts. I think mine in business is I help give people the gift of confidence, mm-hmm. and you know that comes with a lot of um, pressure, a lot of responsibility. And my job is to shepherd and hopefully keep people humble. Um, but sometimes people lose track, you know, of their why. And when you come from nothing, you got something, then it makes you or it breaks you. But for me, I've just evolved into, you know, a very black and white thinker. I'm a uh, relative newlywed, we're new parents, and I think that yeah. as stuff like that happens, you start to obsess over stuff that you know just feels real. And for me, life is black and white, and I think that you know you have two options: you either are a great person or you're not. And I think that in sales, when you sell. You know, it doesn't make you or break you, uh, but if you become a sellout, you've rotted out. And mm-hmm. I've seen it happen. And I think that over the course of you know, the real estate company, which is called Rogers Healing Associates, we've we've had a few thousand people uh, part of the company. Some have been there forever, some come and go. Sometimes the toilet flushes itself. But the mm-hmm. common thread between the ones that, you know, just get too big for themselves and don't make it is that they are a sellout. And I've just watched this stuff for such a long time. And, you know, I'm not a political person. I'm not one to bite my tongue as long as I, you know, say what I want to say respectfully. But I've just kind of captured this obsession with no matter how big you get, it doesn't mean you have to change. And I think that much like faith, right, as a Christian, as two Christian men, uh, one of the Interesting parts about Christianity is the more you know, the less you understand. It. Mm. And it's a lyric from uh, the greatest singer ever, Don Henley, the heart uh, of the matter. But I think that success is kind of the same thing. In real estate, the better you get, the harder it gets. Mm. And I think that the right people capture that and they want to go and make themselves better versus just have you know photos in front of a car that they don't own or at a listing that's not theirs. And right. you just start to see these people get sucked in. It's like, don't, 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 don't do it. So yeah, uh, I know it's a long-winded answer, but it's something I'm I'm excited and I'm passionate about, and because of that, I've decided to go and you know kind of have a lifestyle dedicated to just keeping the goodness. Mm-hmm. And and real estate, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that just get sucked into the vortex, and once they're there, it's really hard to get them out. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's an obsession.
0: You know, and I think that is the gift and the curse to our industry, whether you're on the lending side or, you know, the agent side, is that, you know, the social media, the presence, all the buzz around it. It, it can be good uh, in certain areas, but the problem is when people misrepresent it, when they take it to a place that it shouldn't be, um, and when it becomes, you know, who they're actually not, that becomes the issue. Uh, and I've love what you've done over the past, you know, two decades. You've stayed tried and true to your company, to yourself, to your family, to your brand. Um, It's authentic. It's old school. I think it's what people need to do more of. But more importantly, I think what you'll see during these uh, changing times is that old school loyalty and the tried and true tactics are the ones that are going to actually keep people on their feet and the ones that are going to have successful careers and made it through like you because it can't all be about uh, social media and that scope. It's got to be about the hard work. It's got to be about taking care of people and doing things the right way. So that is admirable. Uh, I know you've grown your company. How many agents do you have now?
1: Uh, we've got a lot. We've got we've got a few hundred. Wow, we have 600 incredible. But, yeah, but it's not a numbers game And to play off what you said, too I think that a frustrating part for someone like me is, is Old school, you know a lot of people run from it, mm-hmm. uh, but old school is old school for a reason that's because yeah. it like cliches are cliches because They're they're real and, right. they're, and they're truthful and those the posters you saw in your classroom in fourth grade that's real stuff and I think that the problem social media can really really help give somebody significant leverage but it's not going to make you but the, uh-huh. the problem is social media i'm probably extremely authentic online which you know no one ever meets me like oh my gosh you're it's like i'm myself right. and i think that it took me a while to figure out kind of what that brand was that i wanted to grow into and what i wanted to be consistent with but so many of these people are using their phones for Marketing something that's not real, wow. and then somebody meets them, and they either don't know how to shake your hand, look you in the eyes, or be the person that they really want to be. And because of that, they just get lost in it. Right. And and it's just you know, and I think real estate is a, a big reason. It, it chews them up, it spits them out, and then they get on the other side of it. And the next thing you know, they're toast. And you know, again, it, it's just hard to keep my mouth shut or bite my tongue when I see these people. And then they evolve from being. An unsuccessful real estate agent to a BS coach online, to someone who's going to go have their videos, and they hope that someone else that's just as dumb as them sees it, and hopefully they get to sell their coaching to someone like that. And I'm like, oh my god, it's like a bald barber or a skinny cook. You're going to go and take advice from a renting realtor on how to grow a team, where no one asks how much have you sold, how many people are on your team, what's your uh, you know retention rate, and social media is the enemy for that yep. unless you go and actually act like you want to act and then you exercise a law of attraction, which could be, you know, really a different kind of powerful.
0: Right. Well, and then people get caught up in that and it's, it's a caught up game. So they have to keep jumping lily pads to give the appearance that something's happened when it's actually not. And that's the downside to the social piece. Um, you know, for you obviously to have as much success as you have, you know, what you do as a team game. Talk to me a little bit about your, your personal team. What does that look like? How many people? Unpack that for me a little bit.
1: Sure. So, you know, I I learned a lot through people like you, and and you've been pivotal in my life and my growth. And I remember a few years back, there's a guy, Jerry McNabb, who's become like a second father to me. He's a mentor, he's one of my best friends. And the three of us spent a lot of time together. And, you know, a lot of times people hire a life coach, if you want to call it that, or a mentor. To help them get through a tough time, and I realized that for me, I had to hire somebody to help me unlearn the way that I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tell you this: where one of the most important things I learned is, I really don't try to use the word I or me or my team or my company. It's always we. Yep. And I tell you that's where the team that works directly with me is finally rock solid. And I was actually telling somebody this morning, I'm so proud of the fact that over the course of you know, 23, 22 years of doing this and 17 years as an um, independent business owner, I've always had great people, but rarely is the chemistry, <clears throat> right? It's like, uh-huh. okay. And I, and, I, and I finally, we finally have that with me, but uh, on my team, we've got someone who handles my social media, my personal brand, my day-to-day life, my videos. Stuff that I used to always do because I thought I could pull it off, and then you realize that you know part of being a business owner is obsessing over the stuff that you are never going to be great at, and that's a really daunting headspace because you know as a I'm a control freak, and as a business owner, it's like you want to go and answer the phones, you want to go handle the, the accounting, you want to handle social media. It's my and then like if someone screws up, it's like okay, you have to be able to relinquish you know, some control to focus on whatever that thing is you should be doing, which for me, I'm still trying to discover. So we've got people for everything. And I think that when you treat real estate like a business, whether you're an agent, you're an owner, you're a team leader, you're you're whatever, you're an assistant, you have to really start to focus on the stuff that you're never going to be decent at. And when you do that, it helps you elevate when you go and live in that rare area, you're like this is what I should be doing. Oh my God, how do I go find someone to do that? How do I pay for it? So, it's just economy of scale, but Uh for us, it's economy of scale with culture. And I think that when you have, you know, the Richard Branson quote, culture beats strategy any day of the week, but if you have culture with strategy, you have retention. Uh And in a business like real estate, there's significant turnover every single day. And we fight it and we deal with it. But for me, my goal now is to keep the staff and the leadership team happy and growing where they have no reason to even consider doing something else.
0: Good. I mean, so many people struggle with that part about, you know, the control piece, finding the right teammates, the delegation, the trust and all that kind of a two part question for you. Cause it sounds like you've found your team and you guys are rocking and rolling. One, how do you find the talent? Do you do it personally or do you have somebody that helps you with it? And two, once you get it, how do you maintain it and keep it all together?
1: It's a great question. I pre COVID, um, we we had probably five or six people on staff. Now we have almost seventy, mm-hmm. and and I don't say that to brag. It's just that I was ignorant and I didn't see the forest from the trees when I was living just kind of you know in the day to day. I was living in the weeds. But you know we do everything from hiring traditional recruiters. We have a lot of internal recruiting opportunities. We have people that are you know we have five full time recruiters just for realtors that act as filters. And if mm-hmm. they meet someone like background in property management or in social media, you'd like them, Rogers. That happens organically, but I also have to go spend, I have to invest a lot of money to go and potentially find someone to work on staff. And I think that, you know, a machine gun approach and something like that is really the only way to do it. And we've all seen over the past few years, whether it's the great resignation or it's people that didn't want to come to the office, the vaccine debate, whatever it is, it's really hard to find good people. But for me, you know, you wake up, you grind, and you do it until you figure it out. So I've done everything from messaging a few hundred people on LinkedIn picking up the phone, calling recruiters and just being really vulnerable with it where it's like it's never going to be perfect. Uh-huh. And as a perfectionist, that's a you know, it's a hard thing to realize, but it also keeps you moving. And I think that when you get in that headspace, like when you escape the it's all going to collapse mindset, but you get to the point where you're never going to be at your maximum capacity, it becomes fun as hell. Right. And then you see these relationships form and you're like, okay, I knew that person could do it, et cetera. But now we're hiring people, their qualifications have always been, they got to be a great person. Uh-huh. And sometimes I'm like, I can turn a great, per- I can help grow a great person into this role, but now it's got to be a great person that's greatly qualified. And when you do that, it catches fire and we have these many fires that are creating this bonfire. And I get to every once in a while sit back and be like, this is awesome. I want a bigger fire. Uh-huh.
0: It's good, man. You know, I think everybody struggles with that. I've, I've been, you know, trying to build an awesome team uh, over a long period of time. We've had, you know, good choices, bad choices here and there. And it's a journey. But I do, I do agree with you that you know, finding the right talent creates trust. That creates a solid relationship. So you can get a lot more momentum and go a lot further with a good team. Um, why do you think? You know, you mentioned this earlier about agents. It's such a crazy thing because this is such a wonderful industry and gives so many people an opportunity. Why do you think so many agents struggle and fail? And why do you think there's so much turnover?
1: They're weak. Weak. Period. Period. Mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, they're weak. The common thread between every single person that sells out or doesn't make any real estate is they're weak. Mm. And I think real estate gives you the option to go and strengthen your weaknesses if you want to make that decision. But that's it. They're weak. And I'm not saying this because I'm, I'm cynical or I'm pissy, but that's it. People that want to find an excuse and it revolves around them, they're freaking weak. And I can say that because that was my life before I committed to actually having a career in real estate. Every single thing I did, I quit. Mm -hmm. Everything. I took the real estate exam more than anyone in the state of Texas. And that was my scarlet letter. But I was like, screw it. This is going to be the thing that makes me you know hopefully a magnet for people that need a, a dose of reality. But they're weak. And yeah. they're and they're blinded by stuff. Freaking real estate companies. Every hour, there's a new one that opens up. And yep. go find a word, spell it wrong, start a real estate company or a dentist office. That's what's happening. And I have to fight this. And it's just like, oh my god, here we go again. Right. They worked for me for three hours. They start. It's like you don't know what it's like to lead people because you don't have experience selling real estate. Right. Turnover. Can I come back? No, you can't come back. Right. Like doors closed and. It's hard, so it's weak, and then there's a lot more people that are weak than there are strong. I feel like this is, yes, Jesus loves me, but but it's true, and so to fight the good fight for me is a mission where it's not really about making money. Mm. Obviously, money comes, but when you find someone who just has it in them and they have that purity and that innocence, but also that tenacity to break through, I'd rather have one of those people than 500 of the idiots, and that's what we're doing at the company is just building a team of, of soldiers that realize that it's black and white, you got to show up and you got to work. When you get the phone call from someone who has a shiny new toy and it's a technology company or it's a flat, it's like, right. hang up the phone. Right, right. Stay loyal to the people and dance with the one that brought you, which again, is easier said than done. Sure. But- it's a mission.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thank God those are so many good points. Everybody who's listening and watching right now, you know, obviously Rogers uh, is, is, is one of the biggest names in the game, and he and I are buddies. But you know, his business practices will help shape and mold so many people, especially if they want to, you know, make it in this industry. He's right in the area of that's what I see sometimes that loves and stuff too is the weakness. People get into it for the idea uh, and the idea of something without wanting to get in the mud. Um, I think you know, obviously, there's a bunch of incredible things you do for your aging. One of the things I've always been amazed about for your company is your training. Like you're all in on training. You're willing to train, teach anybody any skill that they need to succeed. They just have to commit and put
1: in the work. You're a trainer at the company too. Yes. You're one of our trainers. It's it's a a hard
0: industry. And so some people fall out because they don't have the direction to turn and say, hey, I need some help. And a lot of companies, to your point, don't do that. You and your company does that. I think that's an extremely helpful, valuable thing. But I also think as we turn the corner To the back half of this year and things continue to get tougher, there is a real estate agent and a lender or was a lender on every corner six months ago. And to your point, there's going to be more fallout than ever, which is bad, but it's also great. Awesome. Because the cream rises to the top and when the squeeze happens, you go one way or the other, down or up. Um, And so I think that's going to be great for your brand, great for the industry, um, great for Dallas is what will happen is the people that are still left standing that want to work that aren't weak will gain more of the market share, will get more of a brand, uh, become more of an expert, and I think develop their business a little bit better. Um, during that time. So, uh, you know, it's around the corner. You know what you're doing. You've obviously helped a ton of people. Um, over this long course, I mean, you're a big relationship guy, right? So, talk to me about the people who have helped build your career, who you've leaned on, and kind of who your tightest crew is right now as far as relationships and business partners are concerned.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. It's a heavy question. I think that, you know, I got married at 40 and that wasn't what I had planned on it was just you know god had a different plan and i had to wait for my wife to graduate high school and then college <laughs> and um you know i'm kidding right. but you know it's it, i think having there's a song by Ben Rector called old friends and the whole catch of it is no matter how hard you try you can't make old friends mm. right and, and which means if i want to make old friends i got to start today and so for me it, it's hard and it's hard to separate the relationships from people that work with you that work for you that whatever, where part of my objective in life and my obsession is I don't want to talk about real estate when I'm not working. Mm. And that means I have to be intentional with finding people that have stuff that I want to talk about that maybe is their thing, whether it's music or mortgages or clothing or whatever it is. And that just kind of frees my mind to where I can go back to war. And so that was a mistake I made for a long time where all of my friends were real estate people. Mm. And you take them out of the office, you go to dinner, Real estate. You go on a vacation. It's like, good lord, I freaking hate real estate. So I had to, you know, fall back in love with it. But you know, I've got an incredible family. My wife is m- my best friend. My rock stars, the best mom I've ever seen, and I'm so spoiled in that that it makes it hard to take a step away from that to invest in something else. And as an extremist, that's a, you know, it's an obstacle that I face. But you know, I've got people in my life from my family, mentors. My one of my best friends is my pastor, and that's a huge win for me. You. But I have to surround myself with people that are per- high performers. Doesn't mean they're successful. Doesn't mean that they're best at their game. It just means whatever they do, they're giving it their all. And if not, you're just getting weighted down. And again, that was something that I found myself in at, at the end of my career as a bachelor. All my friends, it, we were friends because we were just all single. Right. Right. And some of the relationships I had, looking back, I'm like, that was such dead weight. Mm-hmm. And it was just me, like, Sitting there, going through the motions, and it exhausted me, even if I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And that's that's tough to realize, but you know, um, that was a phase of my life. I had to push through, and now it's about being intentional and doing like the other night, doing things. I'm like, I want to meet new people. Right. I'm gonna invite people I like. They're gonna invite people they like. We're gonna meet. Hopefully, I make friends through that. Nice. And yeah, but I but I think that's old school. But I think people need to do that. Networking events, I think, are trash. They're garbage. You go there, you give someone your business card. They give you theirs. Like, what is your middle name? Where'd you go to high school? Do you, do you like dogs? Right. It doesn't come up, and so it just is a, a hamster wheel of people just hoping to you know hit the jackpot. And that's not how it happens. So, but yeah, relationships are crucial to life and anything, and I think communication with those are crucial. But I'll tell one thing, and I know I'm on a rant, but I was in a relationship in my late twenties with someone that, you know, whatever. And I remember a, a very poignant uh, point. We had this situation where she's like, You don't know what it's like to be real friends with somebody. You have a lot of buddies. And she said, You need to learn how to edit. And I was like, What? And I was obsessed with being known by everybody, which means I was, you know, an inch, what is it, an inch wide, a mile deep, or whatever it was. Uh-huh. I didn't have real relationships. And by hearing that, I was like, Crap, I have to actually go and invest and get to know people versus like, I'll have lunch with you once a year, hope you call me back. Here's my car. It was just, you know, moment that I'll never forget. And now that's still kind of my my, my goal.
0: Hmm. Very cool. So by the way, what are you drinking? what is that? I see you got something in your hand there.
1: Um, it's alcohol. Is I'm it? I'm joking. No, it's, it's, it's liquid death. Um, it's a company that I discovered a little bit ago, a few years ago. And um, it's liquid death. It's water is hmm. the short answer. But the whole premise of the company is it's death to plastic. So for every one of these cans that they sell, they give Money to pollution cleanup in the ocean. Uh, but the real fun fact about it, I love branding, I love marketing. Uh-huh. And when I first saw this, I was at a Counting Crows concert, and so I was like, What are you drinking? They're like, it's water. I was like, That's not water. Uh-huh. That's an energy drink. But the founder, this guy, Mike Cesario, is a marketing genius. And when he started the company, he said he wouldn't make anything that a heavy metal band wouldn't want to promote. Uh-huh. Pantera, I believe, was the first one. And so Nice. Yes, it, but this is like their sparkling water company. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I know, obviously, you're involved in a lot of other stuff. I mean, you're a mogul and a real estate giant, but at the same time, yeah. you get involved in things like that, so that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, so, kind of, you know, what I want to do is end on a topic of a positive piece. You mentioned a we We're already ending? Well—
1: I just put the headphones on.
0: I want you to go in this long story. This I want to sing a cappella. Let's go. Okay. Okay. So, you mentioned the marketing branding piece. One of the things I want people to take away from this as a potential entrepreneur, realtor, fill in the blank, is the inspiration of the journey of what you've done for yourself and your career. So I want you to spend some time on how you got to this level. I want you to go through the specifics on you have worked with a bunch of celebrities, Mm -hmm. athletes all stars fill in the blank, people just don't get there by luck. And so I want people who are maybe at the beginning of their career or the middle to say like, hey, I just can't, you know, make that connection with the right person. I'm looking to break through with this one person to get things rolling here and there. You know, I want you to talk about your story from the beginning on how you marketed yourself You broke through off of one person kind of here and there, and it's piggybacked since then to get it all going so people understand, like, hey, this is how things are done the old school way. So talk about how you got your start in this business, the struggles, and then when you got kind of your break and how you launched.
1: Sure. So I don't know if I ever really got my break. Um, I'm a very observant person, but I'm also very simple. And I think that one of the worst things to hear is just give it time. Give it time. You only give it. Time. It's like I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to give anything time, mm-hmm. right? And then there's quotes that you know. You don't choose time. Time chooses you. Which, um, you know, who knows if that's true or not? But I remember when I started out. I was really young. I was 21 years old, and excuse me. I was surrounded by. That was the uh, Liquid Death endorsement. <laughs> the beer, the sparkling water. <laughs> uh, can y'all? Can y'all? Mm, that's great. Uh, the common thread between everybody in the room that was successful is they were at least double my age. Hmm. And I was, you know, I was ignorant and I didn't care. And I'd be like, well, what did you do? Like, what did you do? And they're like, well, just give it time, right? Which there's, there's, there's something uh, true about that, right? You just can't quit. If you don't quit, you show up, it happens. But I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm not waiting five years to make real money. I need to make a splash. And so uh, up to that point too, this was in, the early 2000s and real estate, you know, was not the cool career that it is um, today. And I was a younger male with long hair and I wore bracelets and vintage t shirts and nice. thought I was Ashton Kutcher and yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> so the short of it is I wanted to go and just be bold. And the, to the marketing question, I think the first thing you all need to do is own your brand as quick as you can, figure out who it is. And don't worry about, you know, finding the unicorns, these people are going to change your career. Find people that actually you're going to like. And that was a huge mistake I made. Anyway, uh, so uh, around this time, I was 24 years old. I was making I was making money, just grinding, showing up, doing open houses and knocking on doors, just, you know, realtor stuff. And uh, Urban Outfitters came out with a t-shirt and it said, um, Jesus is my homeboy. Uh-huh. And it was not to go and pull people to Jesus. It was to mock Christianity. But the irony is that Jesus was getting promoted all over the place. I was like, "That's really interesting, unintentionally clever, and it's probably good for um, you know, good for the faith." So uh, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna make fun of being a realtor." And I got these T-shirts made. Rogers Healy is my realtor. Put a little smiling house on it, and I got shirts at um, what's that place called, American Apparel, mm-hmm. which was like next to Urban Outfitters. Sure. And I mailed them off to twenty or thirty of my friends. I spent like eight hundred bucks, which was I didn't have a marketing budget, but that was like. That was, that was it. That was it. Whatever. It's was like, great. A month later, my mom calls me. She's like, uh, put it on. Uh, the, it was like, I don't know TMZ was out at the time. She's like, put it on the news. I was like, why? She's like, your t-shirt is on there. I was like, what? And I turned on the TV and I was like, oh my, first of all, Britney Spears, breaking news, has lost her mind. I was like, oh my God, she's wearing my t-shirt. All right, this is interesting because I don't know Britney Spears at, mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, sure as hell it wasn't dating her, but I was like, "All right, this is an opportunity." So I immediately set up an e-commerce shop, and just you know, as legend has it, took um, full advantage of the marketing opportunity yep. on day one. Uh, day six, she was still wearing it every day. Unfortunately, she's great now. Brittany Free, Brittany happened, married to Sam. We're happy for her. Um, but you know, when she was shaving her head, she had the shirt on. When she was getting gas in the car and fighting people off with the umbrella, she had Fair. the shirt on. So I just learned early, you know, I I guess I kind of went viral before going viral was a thing, but I levered it. And then with that came a lot of haters, a lot of publicity. And I was like, this is bizarre, but are you dating Britney Spears? I can't comment. I was like, I never met her. Um, But I just learned how to go and get in front of people pretty quickly, but then it's not what you do. It's not that, it's how you hold on to it. And so I kind of took that approach and you know, was pretty bold and Sometimes a little bit too in your face, but that led into social media, where I, you know I think a relative claim to fame is I was the first realtor to do social media in the country, if not right. the world. But it's not because I was like social media is going to change the game. It's just I didn't want to go spend another eight hundred dollars on t-shirts, and so you know I just kind of had to f- learn finesse mm-hmm. and learn strategy. But the short of it is like this, right? If I'm drinking this, if you watch a movie and Liquid Death is paying to be in the movie, the actor is not. Right, They're drinking it like this, right? And so, wallet watch, exactly. You know, if these people aren't paying to be on wallet watch, maybe these people are. And so, I just looked at life that way. And I started looking at everything differently. Movies, like posters, clothing, and everything is real estate. Everything. This table is real estate in this room. That shirt is real estate on your body. It's just, that's, and it unfortunately kind of changed everything for me. But I was like, all right, this is how I'm going to approach marketing mm-hmm. to where like, if I could come back and do this again, I'd be a billboard consultant, right? I get so pissed off when I drive by and I'm like, there's a 1000 words on there, no website, and they put like a phone number. It's like, no, like we have billboard that says we're hiring realtors. No one ever asks it. It's like, we're hiring join right? It's simple. So I just kind of took that approach. And then I, I again, I didn't t- focus too much. And I still don't about what other real estate companies do. I mm-hmm. focus on brands that I think do an incredible job getting people talking. And if it's not offensive, but it gets them talking, then it's a win. And so I think through that with the company and, you know, being able to lead hundreds of people, thousands of people, relatively them, lead relatively them, you know, the goal is for them to find their own T-shirt or yeah, their I- own drink or their own anything as long as it's, the, it's their voice. And I, and I think that kind of goes back to fighting the good fight is that I know what I'm saying is who I am. Uh-huh. And I know that the stuff that I do, even if I screw up, I know that it's it's still me and I think screwing up and owning it is part of being your brand mm-hmm. so yeah I, I love marketing and I got to the point a few years ago where I tell people I own a marketing company and our client is RHA oh. and our client is RHA commercial and our client it, it, and I want to grow the client list now where I can go and you know pump this into the engine like with death burp yeah um, and do it and I think that's what that's where people miss out Right? And the thing with marketing too, if you know anything about it, one of the keys of marketing is consistency. And you can't get your license, send a postcard and make it. Yep. You got to have the money to do it, which requires strategy, which means if you're going to go list a house, you need it's, And that's the game that nobody ever has mastered. And I don't know if I have or I will, but I know who my clients are. Mm-hmm. And for me, we narrowed it down a few years ago, not narrowed it down. We finally discovered that our clients are people that have us as uh, as their realtors, people that are gonna hire us as the realtors, people that work at the company, and people that are going to work at the company. And when you do that, it's a little bit different laser focus, even though it's still machine gun approach, but it's it's fun. And then these disruptors, if you wanna call them that, come into the industry, and like, you are not really disrupting it because you don't have a background in real estate. And I think that's a differentiator for me is that I know real estate, I know business, and I'm, I'm I think I'm great at marketing, which makes it fun. And I think that when you use your brain for a living, you're not working like most people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the rare era that I want to live in is how do I go and put these pieces of the puzzle together where people are chasing us, right? And if I'm behind, that, you know, gives me anxiety where I wasn't the first to do something. And so, yeah, the short answer, Britney Spears. Got it. The longer story. How did she Spears? actually get the T-shirt? That's going to be episode three. Got it. Or Sounds episode good. two. But no. Britney's just not mutual friend is, yeah. is the is the answer. Got gotcha. you. But
0: I mean, since then you've worked with. I mean, you've got a ton of celebrity friends and celebrity clients and all that. And so for the people that are watching this, it just wasn't a you know, Britney Spears T-shirt deal. Rogers obviously has a long list of folks that he works with and for, uh, athletes, clients, and all that. And that just t- takes time. But I think yeah. to your point, I think your marketing and your branding got to the opportunity. What's great about Rogers is you know he is a workhorse uh, for everybody out there watching. And, you you know, I mean, one of the things that you know, I admire about him amongst many is that the guy is up every day and works max out all the time, takes a break, loves on his family decompresses, recharges it back at it. And why I have so much admiration for you is because it takes a true soldier to do that, to make it all happen. And this is why I think our industry does have some struggles because people fall in love with the idea of something and they don't realize in between the lines, there's a lot of mud and there's a lot of hours and get it all going. And so what happens is they either do one of two things, completely fall out of it because it's too hard for them or to your original point, they try to be something online that they're not because it's easier Um, than actually putting in the work. And sometimes you just have to chop the wood and you've got to make that happen. It's obviously what you've done. Uh, A lot of brands, to your point, online and companies are going like this right now while you're going like this. So I think that's admirable. It just takes some time to show all the muscle and everything that you've done because to your point, those old school tactics are tried and true. They're going to stay that way. Um, And I think they'll become even stronger in a market like this that's starting to shrink. So uh, for everybody out there that's watching, if you don't, get on your phone. Go follow Rogers. Do everything. Rogers and his company. Guys, amazing. Biggest name in the game. Best brand. Best partner ever. Dude, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for coming on. Guys online, go check them out. And offline. And offline. Love you, man. Thank you, brother. Say I love you.
1: Love you. Okay, good.